Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Corpus Christi, Coastal Ben. And listeners worldwide, welcome on in to another edition of the Sunday Sports Rush right here on News Talk KEYS, 1440 AM and 98.7 FM. I am your host, your fearless sports leader. It is I, James Espinosa. I'm joined alongside by my best friend, producer, co-host. It is Aiden Ducker. What's Gucci with it? And it is just Aiden Ducker and I, just us two. We got no guest, nobody in studio with us. Just us two, the original Sports Rush crew, and we're going to hang with you till 11 a.m. today. We do have Alex Weiser coming in at 1030 and and the the last segment of the show, so a full 30 minutes of Gen Z content. Let's go. That is correct, as Aiden just teased ahead. 1030, we have Weiser in the house. We'll be picking some NFL games. We'll be talking some Texas high school football with Alex Weiser, Dave Campbell's own, Texans Live own. Lone Star Sports Emmy Award winner. We'll talk with him at 10.30 for a full 30 minutes NFL and Texas fo- Texas high school football with him. Yeah, like I said, the future Super Bowl 75 uh, play-by-play <laughs> announcer uh, on live TV. Oh, my God. That would be amazing if that happened. If you want to interact with us on the show this morning, you could hit us up on the text line. Get your takes in. 361-882-5397. 361-882-5397. Or you could give us a call. If you have something you want to get off your chest, give us a call. Shoot us a text, 361-882-5397. I want to hear from you. Coming up in the first hour of the Sunday Sports Rush, episode 143, we got at 9.50, Shohei, more like show paid. Shohei got the bag. We'll talk about that at 9.50. 9.30, we got college football's latest. Our thoughts on Florida State and the upcoming college football playoff at 9.20. The Lakers are the champions of the NBA in-season tournament. We'll have definite opinions on the tournament and what that means. (laughs) Right now, though, let's dive in because it's a huge day. It is Cowboys versus Eagles round two, and we're going to have that game tonight on News Talk KEYS. I haven't played this in a while. This is is one of my favorite NFL bumps. Good call right there. We'll have it tonight on Keys, 6 p.m. pregame, 7.20 kickoff with Brad Sham, Babe Laufenberg, Christy Scales, and then a postgame to follow. So Keys, you're home of the Dallas Cowboys. We get you started right here. And our question of the day to the listening audience, who wins? Give me a score prediction. Give me some bold takes. Who does what tonight in Cowboys versus Eagles? Who stands out? Who has a multi-touchdown game? Does Dak Prescott throw for 350 or more? Does Dak Prescott have three touchdowns, four touchdowns, five touchdowns, six touchdowns? I don't know. 
You tell me what's going to happen tonight. 361-882-5397. I need your takes on Cowboys and Eagles. So, we haven't seen the Cowboys play since last Thursday when they defeated the Seahawks 41-35. to uh, have plenty of time to fix the secondary issues that pl- that played them in that game. And I think that's going to be a good place to start because the Cowboys secondary last week against the Philadelphia Eagles was porous, to yeah. say the least. And I'm just going to be honest, and that's what I do with you guys. They played poor. They played probably the worst game I've seen them play all season long. Geno Smith, I believe, threw for a career high 334 yards with three touchdowns, one interception. It was close to a career high for Geno Smith, at, at, at least, but DK Metcalf went off, and that's going to be a concern tonight when you look at what the Eagles present against the Cowboys. The Eagles are a team that have weapons up the yin-yang. You want to talk about a DK Metcalf clone? Well, the Eagles have that, and his name is A.J. Brown. Just as big, just as strong, just as fast yeah. as DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf is a good receiver, but AJ Brown's more consistent. Like he's gonna he's gonna how DK Metcalf played against the Cowboys, you see that more out there with AJ Brown. 361-882-5397. We already have a prediction in on the text line. This comes from Raul Ortiz. Shout out to Raul getting in. Raul says Eagles by wait, hold up. This is very awkwardly worded. Eagles by three, 20. Oh, so he says Eagles by three, 28, 31. So he has the Eagles winning uh, 31 to 28 by he, three points. And here's one thing you have to know. Like we can also talk about, you know, the Eagles in the second half of the Niners game, they looked really bad. The Niners were getting whatever they wanted on offense in the second half. And it just wasn't, uh, it, it, they were due to, to lose. They they got down in a hole in the first, late in the first half. And the Niners are just too good of a team to not let them come out of that hole. What I saw last week between Niners and Eagles was quite fascinating. I did yeah. not expect that to happen. But the Eagles, I mean, Cowboys fans, I know that you like to hate on them, but they are an elite team. They're, you know, whenever you're, want, whenever you're consistently winning, you are an elite team. I'm not saying they're like a Super Bowl champ, like a championship pedigree, but, like, but they are an elite team, and elite teams usually play better after they lose a game. So I... Don't expect what you saw against the Niners uh, from from the Eagles in this game. Now the Cowboys can still win, you know they can still win the game, but I expect the Eagles to play a lot better than they did against the Niners. Three six one eight eight two five three nine seven. Get your takes in on the text line. Now we're talking Niners. We're talking the Eagles game from last week. We're talking Cowboys Eagles. Pretty much all show long. So get your takes in here. The Niners whipped the Eagles, but. 42 to 19. At one point last week, the Eagles defense was reminiscent of saloon doors. Everybody had to go through them. They were like a doorknob. Everybody had to turn. The 49ers scored six straight touchdowns, six straight possessions. The Eagles last week looked like a team that was banged up. They looked like a team that was tired. They looked like a team that just couldn't tackle as Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk were racking up yak yards, yards after the catch, for those of you not familiar with that acronym. Uh, the, the, and I got some Eagles defensive numbers later on in the show that are going to shock you with how bad this Eagles defense truly is. They are not a good defense. The Cowboys offense today 
can take advantage of this. Let's not forget, last time that the Cowboys did play the Eagles up in Philadelphia, Dak Prescott threw for 300-plus yards, had three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was moving the ball on them. It was just a tightly contested game the, in which Terrence Steele couldn't block anybody. The problem is, though, this, the Eagles in close games this year have been very great in the end situationally. And that's one thing, like, I expect this to be a competitive game, but can the Cowboys clutch up when they need to? Because the Eagles team, say what you want, how well they've played like, like, as a unit in terms of how they, you know, in terms of their entire yeah. season. But they're winning these games for a reason. And that's fine. And the Eagles have played nine one-score games. They've won eight of them. Eight and one in one-score games this year. And I credit to the Niners, they didn't let it get close to the end so the Eagles can come now, away. Now, you can but... also make the argument that the Eagles are winning all these one-score games very closely, very, very contested, sometimes getting by the skin of their teeth. You could also make the argument, well, you know who looked like that last year? Who regressed to the mean eventually? The Vikings. You know who also looked like that last year? Who won a lot of one-score games but eventually regressed to the mean? The Giants. Eventually, you cannot, the, the, listen, eventually you cannot survive just winning those tight games. I'm so, I'm sometimes just, the ball is going to bounce against you. They they look like that, but the Eagles are still a better, they're a better roster than the than the Giants and Vikings of last year. Okay, that's a fair take. I yeah. won't give you that one. The Eagles are a better team. I'm just saying, eventually, the ball stops bouncing they're, your way in those fighting, tight games. They're, they're, they're trying their best to fight the Super Bowl loser hangover. And I, and I, I got to commend them on that because usually most Super Bowl lo loser hangover teams lose these close games. So they're finding a way to claw a win, which is a credit to the Eagles uh, coaching staff and, and, and the, you know, how they operate as well. But... Man, it's just this game right now. Like, it's gonna it's gonna come out of the wire in terms of like when I when I'm gonna call this because I'm having, you know, the Cowboys still haven't had a loss yet in a while. Are they are are the Cowboys due? You know what I'm saying? The Cowboys. They, I expect the Eagles to play better after losing. It. it what what's gonna happen? I. It might. I, it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. Down to the wire for me. The Cowboys are on a 14 game home winning streak. 14-game home winning streak. I mentioned Dak and how well he did against the Eagles the last time they played back in Week 9 in that 28-23 loss to Philadelphia. Dak threw a game high, 374 yards that night. Against the Eagles, he had three touchdowns. He had a 115 passer rating, averaged about 8.5 yards per throw, and completed 65% of his passes. So he had a hell of a game. It's just... They just lost a tightly contested game. Sometimes that happens, right? A couple of, a couple of inches on a couple of different yeah, plays went against their way. That's true. At home this season, Dak Prescott has a 76% completion percentage, 18 touchdowns, two interceptions, a 126.8 quarterback rating. He is playing phenomenal at home this year. And then another there, another well, I I guess narratives is too much of a harsh word because it is facts, but like the fortress that's become I mean, Jerry World. But I mean, is the fortress crumbling? Did the Seahawks kind of knock? No. Did, did they, did the Seahawks kind of knocked down some uh, barriers. Okay, maybe the Seahawks put a dent in some of the drywall. I mean, I don't know. The Seahawks punched their fist through the drywall a couple of times, like, but the like, house is still standing. Like, are the Eagles? You remember? Um, you, you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Remember that? Yes. Remember in the second movie that that one uh, that one orc. Had, it was carrying the bombs, right? Yes. And, and he like he, he suicided himself and he broke the wall. And he, they were able, are, are the Eagles going to be that? Are they going to break the wall now? He unalived himself. Yeah.
is what she meant. Um, but Look, you know, you know, what I'm I know saying? what you mean. Yeah. Are, are the Eagles? Are, are they going to do that? Tons to talk about today between Cowboys and Eagles. Get your predictions in the text line right now. 361-882-5397. If you want to call in, give us a call. Give us your take. I want to know who wins tonight. Who does what tonight? Give me some bull takes. Give me some predictions. Now, the Dak turnaround has been fantastic. Dak has went from, in the first five weeks, passing for 212 yards per game to now 310 yards per game. That is first in the NFL from week 6 through 13. Dak has pretty much improved in every single facet, but it is Dak Prescott for his play on the field, but I also got to give credit to Mike McCarthy. I got to give credit to offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. A lot of people don't want to bring up Schottenheimer's name, but Mike McCarthy calls the plays. Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator. People forget that Schottenheimer is the one who is running schemes, who is helping Mike McCarthy come up with these game plans. Shout out to Brian Schottenheimer, man. He's been doing a hell of a job for the Cowboys. Russell Wilson's best individual seasons at the Seahawks came when he was was their OC. And a lot of people like to crap on Schottenheimer because he had a couple of really bad stints with, what, the Jets? No, he even had Mark Sanchez playing good quarterback for a little bit. But you know how Jets fans are. But I think... It's mostly McCarthy. Well, McCarthy's a play caller. I think what what Mike McCarthy is doing well, and and watching the Cowboys is not a. This doesn't happen as often, but there was times where Kellen Moore would get a little too cute. Yeah, and there was times like where he would run the wrong play at the wrong time that will halt a drive. Yes, Mike McCarthy is not really doing that. Like like you're not seeing all these fancy you know cute plays that that stall a drive. He just. I feel like this is the best Dak has looked his entire career. I would agree with I think, you. I think Mike McCarthy's found a way to make it. It seems more simple, but it's more it's more efficient. I want to play this quick audio before we hit the break of Mike McCarthy talking about Dak Prescott and the comparisons that he's had to Aaron Rodgers from whenever Mike McCarthy coached the Green Bay Packers. Here's an interesting thought right here. This is courtesy of DallasCowboys.com. Earlier in the week, Aaron Rodgers said he loved how Dak is playing the position. How would you compare this stretch? Dak's had 20 touchdowns in the last six games to maybe one of his stretches up in Green Bay. To be honest, I've been so blessed to be around Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Dak's playing great ball. It's fun when you know, you know when you're in this rhythm. He has such great command, and you can only do it you know with the with the championship you know caliber quarterback. And and, and Dak is is that guy. So there we go. Mike McCarthy's confident in Dak. Mike McCarthy has coached great quarterbacks, man. He turned around Brett Favre, and Brett Favre was struggling at the end of his career. He got Aaron Rodgers to where he was. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, but I remember Brett Favre. He bought himself a couple more years in the league, you know, when Mike McCarthy came exactly. around. Exactly. Mike knows how to coach quarterbacks, man, and it's fun right now. So it's Cowboys-Eagles. It's game day. Hit us up on the text line, 361-882-5397. Give us a call. I want your predictions. Give me a final score. Give me some things that are going to happen tonight in this ball game. Let us know. When we come back, I got some more Cowboys notes, and we'll give our quick takes on the NBA's in-season tournament. The Lakers are the champions, kind of. We'll talk that and more after the break. Sunday Sports Rush, James and Aiden with you till 11 a.m. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll talk a little bit of college football, give you our thoughts on the Final Four, our thoughts on Florida State being left out, 
Army-Navy, the Heisman Trophy presentation. A lot to talk about in college football. But right now, we're going to continue just a tad bit more of NFL because it's popping this morning, Aiden. The text line is lighting up. I got people texting me. I got people hitting me up on Twitter, at Sir Edward James, if you want to follow me on Twitter. Everybody's hyped for Cowboys-Eagles, as they yeah, should be. This is a big sure. game. Now, I know we had somebody call in yeah, his during da- the break. Yeah, his name is Floresville Roy. Floresville a li- Roy. A listener uh, who's listening on the app from Floresville. Nice, man. Uh, he he gives this prediction, Cowboys 20, Eagles 17. He thinks Jake Ferguson's going to come through clutch again. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, I like the Jake Ferguson shout-out, man. He's also, uh, he's also cheering on Smithson Valley uh, at State. Sweet. So, so for- that's the only that's I believe that's the only team in San Antonio area that's alive, right? That is yeah. correct. Yes. Cibolo still fell yesterday. San Antonio Davenport also fell so, yesterday. It's it's always nice knowing that we have listeners outside of the coastal bend. Dude, Floresville's yeah. kind of like out there too. That's like near San Antonio. Yeah, but that's like, awesome. Yeah, that's like 30, 40 minutes away from San Antonio. So, so shout yeah. out to Floresville Roy for getting in and calling. I appreciate you listening so much, sir. He has Cowboys twenty, Eagles seventeen, Jake Ferg going to have himself a Fergalicious type of night in Dallas. So, you know, and, that, and real quick, that's one thing that's been a bright spot to you is that the emergence of Jake Ferguson as a yeah. as a top 10 tight end that's in the true. league. That's true. That's true. You know, we, we thought, okay, Dr. Schultz leaving, that's going to be kind of a blow to the offense, but no, Ferguson's picked up uh, right where Schultz has left off. I got my boy, Sonny, in here texting me. Sonny says, let's go, James. This is feeling like an old-school battle. McNabb and Westbrook versus Romo and Witten. He says his big take is Dallas Goddard is back. I think Goddard will be a big key to the road victory for the Eagles. Signed, Sonny, one of the biggest Eagles fans I know. So he's saying— is he back? He's back. He's playing tonight. Dallas Goddard is back from his fractured arm. I— In which— that concerns me a little bit. Marquise Bell fractured his arm in the first Cowboys Eagles matchup. That that concerns me a little bit. For the I, Cowboys? I feel like I feel like they're rushing it back because it's such a big game. Okay. Well, Sonny's in here. I appreciate you, Sonny, getting on in with your take. Coach Smith, gonna get one more in here before we transition to some NBA talk, but we will keep Cowboys and Eagles flowing all show long. Don't worry. We will feed you Cowboys and Eagles. We will shove that spoon in your mouth. Coach Smith says, don't believe the McCarthy hype. He says, LOL, just kidding. McCarthy is doing way better than I thought he would. Dak is the clear-cut MVP choice if they continue to win. Coach Smith, of course, head coach of Alpine. Those fighting bucks out there went two rounds deep in the playoffs. Love you, Coach Smith. Thank you for getting in this morning. I do like the Dak MVP hype. I think that's true, and I think tonight a big showdown game on Sunday Night Football, if Dak has another outstanding performance, dude, he might just wrap it up tonight, man, or he might just put himself in the clear hunt for this. So there we go. 361-882-5397. Quickly, let's talk some NBA. Let's go ahead and get into what happened last night with the NBA's in-season tournament. Yes, the in-season tournament concluded, and the Los Angeles Lakers are the first ever NBA in-season tournament champions. They defeat the Pacers 123-109. to Anthony Davis went off, yo. 41 points, 20 rebounds, 5 assists. Anthony Davis had a hell of a game. LeBron had 24 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, LeBron won the tournament MVP. 
Austin Reeves at 28 points. And the cup, the NBA cup, the coveted NBA cup is heading to Los Angeles. Now, I know Aiden has some hot takes on this, but let me get mine out real quickly. I thought this worked out beautifully for the NBA in the sense that they wanted to make basketball more meaningful in the month of, De- of November and December. Check mark, they did. Because let's face facts, November and December NBA basketball, that might as well be preseason. Like, I don't give a damn about NBA in November and December, and I think a lot of fans think that. They made this more competitive. Check mark, all right? A marquee franchise player slash a marquee franchise made the tournament final. The Lakers and LeBron. Check. The NBA had a Cinderella story and created a star in the process with the Indiana Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton. Check. I think a lot of things went well for the NBA in this regard. It's just going to take a couple of years for the tradition to build up. But the Lakers won the first one. And the marquee franchise of the Lakers winning the first one, I think, is going to mean a lot to especially the bigger teams out there like the Celtics, you know, the Warriors, you know, the big teams, the Bucks, etc. right? I like it. I enjoyed it. Last night was fun. I like having fun with sports. Aiden, go ahead. I mean, to me, it kind of felt like like the hockey had the Winter Classic. You know, that's usually like the big game of, of the uh, regular season game of the year. Then... Uh, you got baseball doing the Field of Dreams thing that that became a spectacle. Remember the White Sox and the Yankees? They they uh, they had that game. I mean, it's a good it's a good little moment for LeBron and the and the Lakers. I feel like they're this is what I feel like they're peaking right now though. I, I, as but you know, but you gotta you gotta you gotta separate the regular season yeah. from this. It's a it's a separate competition. It, it is it is weird that the stats in the championship game or or in the tournament don't count because it's technically not a regular season game. It is a in season tournament game. Yeah. So when you look at it from the fact that it's a separate competition meant to drive more competitive basketball in the dormant months of November and December for the NBA, I think Adam Silver and them got it right. Do they need a few more tweaks? Of course they do. Yeah. The the layout of the tournament, like I like. How the teams were grouped, I'm like, man, that's really random. They should like regionalize it, you know. Yeah, they they, they, they got to do like, some kind of small tweaks. And then there was like a couple teams that only had one loss in group stage that didn't even make it to the quarterfinal. Like the Timberwolves, they lost one game, but they didn't make it in the. That's what I'm saying. It, it, they, there needs to be some tweaks because I feel like I, I didn't feel like the the best teams were in contention for this. But they gave us moments that mattered. They gave us they gave teams some do or die moments. They gave teams some young teams. Some moments that they might not get to experience in the playoffs where, hey, we have to win this game. Backs against the wall. I thought it was good if the Spurs would have been in this, if the Spurs would have been in the quarterfinal, I would have been hella excited to watch them possibly make it to the finals. But Spurs have lost, let's see, where are my notes at right here? Spurs have lost 16 in a row. So the Spurs suck, man. God, I hate this. Wemby's been doing good, but damn, they're three... They're three and seventeen, man. <laughs> oh my god! I guess t- uh, tank for Topic. Whatever for they're Topic. doing, they're in line right now to have two top ten picks. They have their own pick and the Toronto pick. Oh, that's right from the Kawhi trade. So okay. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hate that I'm talking draft picks in December, but that's what's going on with the Spurs. But overall, I thought the NBA got it right. Give me more competitive basketball. I loved it. Lakers took it home, which was awesome. And I mean, you're yeah, a LeBron fan. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I am, unapologetically. 
All right, we got some more Cowboys-Eagles reactions coming up. I'll hit up the text line, and we got some college football to discuss. Keep it right here. It's the Sunday Sports Rush. Sports Rush, 143, James and Aiden with you. 361-882-5397. Continue to send your thoughts, your opinions, your predictions for Cowboys and Eagles tonight. It's going down right here on Keys, 6 p.m. pregame, 7.20 kickoff. Post-game to follow Cowboys and Eagles. A crucial game tonight. We'll continue to sprinkle in some Cowboys and Eagles nuggets all throughout the show for you. But right now, I want you to get those takes in. 361-882-5397. Before we get going, just want to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors. That is Crossroads Clinical Research. Some breaking news from Jerry Plemons right here on 1440 Keys. Santa Claus, the big guy himself, is coming right here to Corpus Christi. Thanks to our friends over at Crossroads Clinical Research. Santa will be here from 5.30 to 7.30 on December the 19th at the Crossroads location on 1010 Ohio. So come get your picture with Santa, thanks to our friends, and learn about how you can make some extra money this holiday season. Call Jerry Plemons at 361-288-4668 for more info or hit them up at number3cra.com. That's right, Santa Claus, December the 19th, 5.30 to 7.30 at the Crossroads location on 1010 Ohio. Thank you to Crossroads Clinical Research for sponsoring the show. Pretty awesome. The big guy going to be in town. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Real quick, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Damn. I, I, right off the bat. Come on. Wow. Right off the rip. Uh, favorite Christmas movie of all time. Ooh, this one's tough. This one's tough. Home Alone. Home Alone. Which one? The first one or the second one? First, I, think the, I think the second one's better. I like the first one a little bit more. Because he's, uh, okay. he's literally home. True. Second one, he's in New York, which is kind of cool, and they have that creepy bird lady. Yeah. But I like Home Alone 1. Home Alone 1 kind of set it off. Home Alone's a must-watch for me every every uh, Christmas season. I mean, I like Christmas Story. I like Elf. Okay, know. Christmas Story is good. I feel like it's getting a little old. Eh, I, Does it still hold up? I think it still holds up a little bit. And remember, they made Christmas Story Part 2 just uh, recently. I'm- have you seen that one? No. Okay. Elf is badass. I love Elf. Elf is good. What about Bad Santa? But I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Bad you Santa. You haven't seen it with Billy Bob Thornton? I actually haven't seen it, no. Whoa, that's like right up your alley in terms of comedy and savagery. Yeah. 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 Billy Bob goes off in that movie. Uh that one's a good one. I would recommend you watch Bad Santa if we're gonna have a Christmas movie recommendation. Bad Santa, everybody, but don't watch it in front of your children. It's more of an adult. Uh, themed Christmas movie. 361-882-5397. Coach Smith is back in here. Coach Smith says the Eagles' defense will be the difference. They are struggling on that side of the ball. Dak has to play well. Agreed, Coach. The Eagles' defense is struggling. They aren't doing too hot in that regard. RR is in here. Shout out to RR. RR. RR says... You guys got an awesome show. Keep up the great work. Signed, RR. We appreciate you, baby. We appreciate all of you guys. We got to hang once again, man. Yeah, let's go. Appreciate all of you guys getting in here this morning. Get us your predictions and takes on Cowboys and Eagles. Big game tonight. I want to know what you think about it. All right, Aiden, are you ready? 
Let's dive into some college football talk. Because holy crap. Wow. I was telling you guys last week. I was telling Aiden. I was telling Marcos. I was telling Alex Weister in our group chat. All Saturday long. And especially when Florida State was struggling that night against Louisville. I was telling you guys that the committee could possibly leave out Florida State because of, number one, the the Jordan Travis injury, and number two, because Florida State was playing poorly against Louisville offensively. And guess what? That is the exact reasoning from the college football committee on why they left out 13-0 Florida State from the playoff. I mean, give me your thoughts, Aiden. I know you're very headstrong on this. I don't think the committee watched the game, so apparently, did they think that Florida State was going to start their third-string quarterback against, uh, you know, eventually Michigan? And also, it was raining that day, so it's raining, which you can't throw the ball that well in the rain. And second, it's their third-string quarterback that's not going to play. So they went off of watching their third-string quarterback. That's what they said. We we saw. You remember how Alabama looked in the rain when when they played their third-string quarterback against UCF or, or USF? U- USF, yes. Same thing. They scored 17 points. And you're gonna kick out Florida State, who hadn't lost the game? Come on. Look, I'm gonna admit it right now. Florida State. They, they got they got hosed. Yeah, they got hosed. They got screwed out of the playoff. If you finish undefeated. You gotta be rewarded for what you do on the field, guys. Man, man they, and they said they set a bad uh, precedent. Precedent. Uh, now hope that precedent's gonna go away with the twelve-team playoff. But this was really bad. Like, they're they're lucky that this is the last year this is gonna happen. Oh my god! Because, man, that that was just. I understand it's Alabama and they beat Georgia and then they. And I know you're gonna you're gonna tick off a lot of SEC fans. But, but still, still like, I think what happened too is that they would have, they would have wanted to uh, put out Texas, but they did beat Bama head to head. I think that's the only reason why Texas was in there. The games matter. So look, so this is the logic. This is the logic that is the college football playoff committee, which has absolutely zero logic. They're full of a bunch of old heads, old coaches, people who've never stepped on a football field before, executives, etc. Right. So, if the games matter, right? Texas beat Alabama head-to-head. That game mattered, according to the committee. But the 13 wins that Florida State had going undefeated did not matter? And they, that's, that's the logic here. What Are we going to start being selective with which games matter and which games don't matter? I think that's where the crux of this situation is and why Florida State eventually got screwed out of the playoff, in my opinion. And now, I guess what Florida State could do, because there's really nothing they could do, oh, I, I guess... They can skip out on the Orange Bowl. Nah, they, I don't think they would do that. I, I'm guessing they would want to sh- like, like show that they belong there by beating Georgia. Well, that's going to be a tall task. It is a tall task, but say it does happen. And Georgia, we've seen U- we've seen UT beat a Georgia team uh, uh, several years ago in a, in a bowl game. Who, quote, didn't want to be in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, there there was like a little there was like a little preview press conference with with the two coaches like Kerry Smart and Mike Norvell. Oh my and god! And there's a screenshot, and they look so they both they look so <laughs> mad to be. They there. They look like they did not want to be there at all. So oh, yeah. so as it stands, this is the college football playoff. Number one Michigan versus number four Alabama in the Rose Bowl, January the first. That's the first game, and then the nightcap is going to be number two Washington versus number three Texas in the Sugar Bowl. 
in the night game on January the 1st. That's going to go down on Monday, January the 1st. Both those games. How do we feel about the college football playoff? And let me ask a question to you, and let me ask a question to the audience. 361-882-5397. Can Texas win this whole damn thing? Honestly, I feel really good about Texas's chances. I know I'm a Longhorn fan. I'm not trying to be a homer. Objectively speaking, I think Texas can play with any one of those three teams. Yeah. Now, Jonathan Brooks not playing does hurt a little bit, but the running backs, you know, that they have behind them in the in the platoon system look look serviceable. I know Oklahoma State's not the best, you know, that's not the best way to judge, but but Texas really has a chance to win this. You know, Bama's not a, this is not a dominating Bama team. They squeaked by a lot of a lot of games. They barely beat Auburn on a hell on a, on a fourth and forever. And just imagine, like, had that play not made, like we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have this conversation. Florida State's probably in. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Bama eliminates Georgia, but they have two losses, right? So you have to put in Florida State. Make your prediction right now. Who's in the championship game? It's gonna be UT Bama rematch. You think so? Yeah. I th- and right now I would lean. It depends on what happens, but I would lean like UT. UT by three. Wow. I cannot believe this is actually being discussed. And the interesting thing about the championship game this year is going to be held in Houston. I think that's going to – I think – That would be a home game now, for Washington's UT. Not, Washington is definitely not going to cakewalk. But, no. But they've had, a, they've had a lot of close games too. And the one thing about Texas that concerns me the most, especially going up against Michael Penix, who was a Heisman finalist, is the fact that Washington has a stellar passing attack. They got that that uh they got that wide receiver Roma Dunze, who's like really good, and the Texas secondary is, I mean they're they're kind of depleted man they they struggled they they gave up a lot of passing yards to Oklahoma State in the championship game, they were the reason one of the reasons why they couldn't stop that Oklahoma offense in the Cotton Bowl the, the secondary for Texas is the obvious weak point for that team and for that defense and, then, and, and well, the, the strength of Washington is the passing attack. Well, Washington has a good running back too, Johnson. So, but Texas does have one of the best fronts with Outland and Trophy then, winner I mean, Tavondre Sweat. I mean, we could preview this. You know, we're, yeah, probably, we're, we're gonna have tons of time to preview the actual game. But Michigan and Bama, you know, there is that audio with like Michigan. But well, here, here's the thing: why why did they only show Michigan? Why didn't they show like you? I'm pretty sure UT UT was celebrating. <gasps> I know, but when Bama was announced, I'm pretty sure UT and Washington they were all shocked as the nation was that. So it looked more like there were shot that Florida State was left out. Okay. Yeah, the- well, let's hear the audio real quickly. Michigan was sitting in their conference room and they were awaiting to see who they were going to play and who was going to be the number four spot. Here's the audio courtesy of ESPN and of Michigan Athletics. This sound more like shock. It than sounds it. like they were shocked, like, oh, I can't believe Florida State was out. Yeah. And I can't believe Alabama's in. But also, it's just a really bad look because they showed Alabama's logo and you kind of you kind of sensed a little bit of fear. Just a tad I mean, bit of holy crap. We finished number one in the nation and we gotta play Bama. I mean, I think Michigan will. I think that's gonna be a really good game. I just don't know about McCarthy. They're, Bama's gonna force McCarthy to pass, and that's where I'm like, that's a little worrisome. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be the game that is low scoring. 
That's gonna be the yeah. the, the slugfest, the the you know old school kind of run the ball type of game right there. Yeah, because this Michigan team is better than the team that got blown out by Georgia a couple years ago, and they're I, this Michigan team is better than the one last year that sold against TCU. So I think that was gonna be a close game, but. McCarthy, McCarthy being quarterback, it's a little worrisome for me. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see what happens. Michigan's had two times in the semifinals, and both times they've got their butts whooped. A couple years ago, they got whooped by Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Last year, they got well, they were in a dogfight with TCU, but they lost. Yeah, I mean, they haven't shown up so far in the semifinals. So we'll talk more of that as as it gets closer. We got Quentin in here on the text line. Shout out to Quentin. Quentin says, "I'm old enough to remember." When undefeated was undefeated, no matter the schedule. Committee. The committee picked more off the eye test than who was worthy. If you were going to do that, just pick Georgia then. Heck, Ohio State. The correct call was Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas. Signed, Quentin. And here's the thing. I agree, Quentin. I agree. Undefeated should matter. And here's the thing with the rankings, too. Like, So they put Florida State at five. If they're going to slide in Bama over Florida State, why why wouldn't you put Florida State underneath... Ohio State or Georgia doesn't make any. This doesn't make any sense. So technically, the so, committee thinks that Florida State's better than Georgia. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Interesting. Um, we did have a Heisman Trophy presentation last night. Congratulations to the LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. That the 2023 Heisman Trophy winner is Jaden Daniels from Louisiana State University. So Jaden Daniels is that guy. Transferred from Arizona State a couple of years back. He's a senior, yeah. six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds, thirty eight hundred passing yards, forty touchdowns, four interceptions, a ninety five point seven quarterback rating. And the Heisman Award—it's it, an individual award. It's not, you know, yeah. it, like there, there's been several times where a quarterback with three losses in the regular season won. You know, yeah, RG three at Baylor, uh, Tim Tebow. Won the Heisman the year that Florida State, Florida, I believe, lost two or three games in the regular season. It was 07, I believe. And I'm thinking, oh, Lamar Jackson, Louisville, lost like three games, and he still won. So he was just the best individual quarterback this year. And it's not his fault. LSU's defense is really bad. So Ryan L. is in here on the text line, 361-882-5397. Ryan L., he has a pretty long text, but I'm just going to summarize this the best I can, Ryan L., uh, for time purposes. Ryan L.'s arguing that Jordan Travis's injury, wouldn't the same logic apply to Alabama's victory over a possibly, arguably watered-down Georgia in the SEC championship game? Here's what Ryan means. He says, during the starting lineups, Brad Nessler mentioned that Georgia's top two receivers were hurt. Ra-Ra Thomas, the deep threat, and someone else. Also, Lad McConkie got hurt during the game, too. So does that mean that Alabama didn't really beat the real Georgia due to all the Georgia injuries? Just like the college football committee said that Florida State isn't the real Florida State anymore without Jordan Travis. Just a question, LOL. You see how we start getting I mean, into I these mean, weird arguments now I that, mean majority, that injuries matter? I mean, majority of people think that, you know, what the committee did was wrong. So that I, I, I'm glad there's a, there's a thing there, but it, it just leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Hopefully Florida State, you know, can beat Jordan so that way they could, like, you know, whoever's a champion, like, whether it be UT, at Bama. You know, and the they, thing they can... that happened with Florida State is this. No matter what, in this four-team college football era, right, four-team college football playoff era, they were never going to leave an SEC team out of it. 
The SEC has a seat at the table all the time. And Florida State thought that they had a seat. Florida State thought that they were at the big kids' table. And they found out very harshly that the committee does not think that Florida State is one of the big kids. And the, and the ACC was actually 6-4 against the SEC in the regular season. Oh, just craziness. Also, shout out to Army yesterday. They defeated the Navy midshipmen 17-11. to And the score play. actually went over the projected 27.5 points because Army took a safety on the last play, which put the betting over at 28. That's a bad beat. That's a bad beat for whoever took the under, but that's a hell of a win for whoever took the over. I mean, what a what a battle in the trenches that was in the it final was. play. It was. Army got a stop in the trenches. I would think Army would have an advantage in the trenches. And, and real quickly, because I know we're going to have a short segment next, but I love the Army-Navy game. I watched practically every single minute of that. It was enthralling. It was... I don't know. It, the pageantry, the passion, everything about it. That is a stop-down, must-watch game for me every single season. And that wraps up our college football discussion. Get your takes in on the text line, 361-882-5397. I want to hear from you guys. It's Cowboys and Eagles game day. Give me some predictions. Give me some thoughts on that game as we inch closer and closer to Sunday night football. Coming up next, the biggest contract in North American sports history Show hey, more like show paid. We're talking that after the break. Yo, Sunday Sports Rush, episode 143. It's James and it's Aiden with you. Hanging out till 11 a.m. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, we'll have some NFL headlines for week number 14. We'll continue to dive into more Cowboys and Eagles discussion. Going to sprinkle in some news and notes for you guys. 10.30, Alex Weister joins us for some NFL Pick'em. And we'll talk some Texas high school football because the state championships are coming up next week live from Jerry World. Love you guys. Thank you all for getting in. 361-882-5397. Marcos M. is in on the text line. Yes, our very own Marcos Madakin texted in just right now. Marcos says, as much as I hate the fact that an undefeated team is left out of the playoffs, FSU is just flat out not as good as any of the teams in the college football playoff plus Georgia. Signed, Marcos. Well, then put Florida State underneath Georgia in the rankings. That it just, the committee just completely just put out any sense of logic <laughs> just out the window. The committee is a bunch of idiots, man. And, and they even and Florida State even got even got hosed by their own ACC representative, Boo Corrigan. That is so savage, dude. Dude, like he's a he he's the NC State, right? He's from NC State. The, yeah, there gotta be there's gotta be some bad blood there. Because wow. I, I, and I think Florida State wants to leave now. They want the to get out of yeah. the ACC. There's rumors Florida State might be joining the Big Ten, dude. Uh, uh, apparently, the SEC. For whatever reason, the Southeastern Conference does not want Florida State for some reason. I'm not sure what's going on there, but they just don't have Florida State in high regard. I think they want Clemson, right? They That's want the, team that the, they... the Clemson. They want the North Carolinas, the Virginias. They want those type I mean, of teams. Florida State's right there in the South. That's you what I'm think, saying. Yeah. It, it does not make sense, but the Big Ten, the Florida State rumors are going to start heating up here pretty damn soon, so pay attention to that. All right, let's talk some Major League Baseball because Shohei Otani is now the biggest, 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 highest-paid player in North American history. 
Seven years, $700 million. He is a Los Angeles Dodger, Aiden. Yeah. You you called it the whole time. You said I, I the Dodgers it. were going to be that team. I called it from last season. And because when you look at what the Dodgers did these past two off seasons, did you realize that the Dodgers' payroll was slightly less than the Colorado Rockies' payroll this season? Did you realize that? This was a strategic thing that was happening for the past two years where the Dodgers were shedding payroll in order to save up to go get Otani. And they did. And now Shohei's in L.A. Well, he's still in L.A., but this time he's going to be wearing the blue and white. And look, you might say, damn, I hate whenever these big teams spend money and get all the the big superstars. I don't care about that. This is what I care about. I care about growing the game of baseball. I care about Shohei Otani being on a franchise who's actually relevant. I care about Shohei Otani being in a perennial playoff contender and possibly a World Series contender. That's what I care about. This will put more eyes on the game of Major League Baseball because you went from being on the little brother Los Angeles team to now being on the big dog Los Angeles team. I love this move for Major League Baseball. I still hate the Dodgers, but I love the move. Shohei's going to be in the spotlight where he should be. Yeah, at least like Shohei will experience playoff baseball. Because let's be real, the Dodgers are always going to win regular season games. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to take them to the championship because we've seen the Dodgers falter before. It's like, you know, it's not going to – I don't think it moves the needle there, but at least Shohei experience, will experience playoff baseball. And who knows? Maybe they'll actually not lose to an 80, uh, 81 team within their division. So. That is the thing. And, look, there was all these rumors uh, circulating the past couple of days. We had some big J journalists battling each other for sources. John Morosi versus Bob Nightingale who are just going back at it, saying Shohei's on the plane to Toronto. That's what Morosi reported. Nightingale reported he's not on the plane to Toronto. Just a lot of lot of, lot of, uh, lot of, of dips and turns in this Here, saga. Here's what I think happened. I think he was, was going to go to Toronto to see what they had to offer, right? Yeah. I think he was going to. I think that report came out a little early, and I think Shohei – the Dodgers must have – Sent Shohei something whenever they heard that. Whenever they out. heard Toronto happen, that put the Dodgers into holy crap, we gotta up the offer now. Yeah. And and, and force the Dodgers hand. Which could every, have been a could have been a strategic play from Shohei's camp. So I I, I mean, Morosi is a bad look whenever you get something like that wrong, but I feel like there was a little smoke there. So you know what I'm saying? So they probably got juked. Which happens. But this was basically every baseball fan where they saw the seven hundred million dollars in ten seventy million in ten years. I mean se- a year. I mean sorry, se- well seventy million for a year. Yes. Basically. You're making seventy million a year. That is crazy. Yeah, this is every baseball fan. Ooh, crazy. And of course the Japanese announcers who were reacting to a Shohei home run right there. Yeah. Um yeah, man, just absolutely crazy. But look, Juan Soto's a Yankee now. Yeah. The Yankees traded for Juan Soto. That's a huge move. The Yankees are trying to stack up and load up. I like what's happening now. Now that Shohei has signed, uh, start anticipating some more moves to happen. That was like kind of like the first domino that needed to fall to, of course, set the market. And now everybody else is going to be working, obviously, under that Shohei contract. I don't think anybody in Major League Baseball is going to be getting Shohei money anytime soon he's a 700 million dollar athlete yeah that's going to be the biggest contract ever in baseball i know there's no surpassing that contract that's crazy 70 million a season and shohei is a los angeles dodger 
Yeah, now he's not going to be pitching next year. He's just going to be hitting. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like when he starts pitching, if he's back to normal, I think that's his, that's when it's going to help the Dodgers out. 361-882-5397. Quinton says the Dodgers had to respond because my Diamondbacks made the World Series. You're right about that, Quinton. The D-backs, baby. Quinton also says the Florida Gators don't want Florida State hey, in the SEC. Hey, hey, Diamondbacks made a couple good moves. Got that Rodriguez from the Tigers, and yeah. they traded that for uh, – in Eugenio Suarez, yeah. third baseman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, good call right there. We got hour number two coming up. We're live from the Americana Arms Studios. Big city selection, small town prices. You're listening to News Talk KEYS Corpus Christi. We got NFL headlines coming up at the top of the hour. Stick around. Corpus Christi, Coastal Band listeners worldwide. It's hour number two of the Sunday Sports Rush right here on News Talk KEYS, 1440 AM and 98.7 FM. I am your host, James Espinosa, joined alongside best friend, producer. He is the co-host of this show. It's Aiden Ducker. Cougars, I love Cougars. We got a packed hour number two for you today. I sure do. We got some... We got some Texas high school football talk to end the show. The state championships are upon us. At 10.30, Alex Weister will join us to pick some NFL games for this week, number 14. Coming up in 15 minutes, we got our Cowboys and Eagles official preview and predictions. Right now, we do talk some NFL headlines, and I got some guys in here on the text line. Let me just get to Marcos real quick because he, sh- he has a quick Shohei follow-up. I don't mean to juke us out. But Marcos has a quick Shohei follow-up, Aiden. Marcos says, Shohei going to Toronto would have been bad for baseball. This is one of the best possible for growing the game of baseball as a whole. I agree, Marcos. I agree with that. LA, he could grow the game a lot more than he would have in Toronto, in my estimation. Now, let's move on to some NFL. Got some guys in here on Twitter predicting Cowboys and Eagles. 361-882-5397. Hit us up on the text line. Let us know. Who wins tonight between Cowboys and Eagles? Give us your bold predictions. Mark D is on Twitter. He's hitting me up at Sir Edward James. Mark D says 41 to 20 Cowboys. CD gets the first three touchdown game of his career. Your thoughts on that, Aiden Tucker? CD gets the first three three touchdown game of his career. He hasn't had three touchdowns in a game. I think it's a couple. I'm not. I'm not sure about three. I remember Amari Cooper. Didn't he get a three touchdown game? Uh, several years ago? A few years back. That is correct. Against yeah. those very Eagles. We got Aaron B. in here. Aaron B. has Cowboys 32, Eagles 21. Aaron says CeeDee Lamb has another 100-plus yard game. And Deron Bland gets an interception. Okay, I like that. So both these guys got the Cowboys winning by double digits. That's a lot. I'm not sure it's going to be a double-digit contest. I think it'll be a lot tighter than that. But both these guys have CeeDee Lamb having a huge game tonight, which I won't disagree. I think CeeDee Lamb could have a huge game tonight against this very poor Eagles defense, which statistically ranks in the bottom five in a lot of big defensive metrics in the NFL, which I'll dive into that a little bit later. Speaking of the Eagles, Nick Bosa, defensive end for the San Francisco 49ers, Had some things to say about the Eagles this past week. The 49ers 
have been talking all kinds of smack on the Eagles this week, Aiden Ducker. 42-19, the 49ers beat the Eagles. And the Niners have been talking some smack. The Debo Samuel's been talking smack. Bosa's been talking smack. They went into Philadelphia and snatched their souls last weekend. Now, this is what Nick Bosa had to say in the locker room. He was being interviewed by some San Francisco media. I believe this is courtesy of the San Francisco Chronicle. Here's Nick Bosa talking about the blueprint to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, you just have to be disciplined, and, and obviously we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully the Cowboys watch the tape. Um, we made Jalen stay in the pocket and escape outside instead of those big gaps and uh, paid off. Because Jalen's looking at the rush every play. So, yeah, you just have to be disciplined and, and not give him that quick escape route where he could get to his guys quick. A lot of people hated on Nick Bosa for saying this out loud, but you know what? Nick Bosa's not wrong. Eh. Nick Bosa is not wrong. The best way to beat Jalen Hurts is to keep him in the well, keep him in the pocket, I mean, he and could... force him to be a true pocket passer. And like Nick Bosa said, take away the B-gap so he cannot scramble forward and look for his guys on the run. That is how you beat him. Jalen Hurts, is it? Yes, it is. They just beat the hell out of him last week doing that. I mean, I remember last year in the Super Bowl, he he was doing nothing but throwing for the pocket, and he he was lighting the Chiefs defense up. It's not like that's like I mean, I guess a, I think it's a pick your poison thing. I think I think Jalen Hurts is not the same guy he was last year. <laughs> I think those legs are not the same as they were last year. I think the accumulation of hits that Jalen Hurts is taking. Is taking Cowboys a toll on getting, his body. Cowboys getting, getting a little too not, over, no, this is overconfident. This is not. This, this is set, it, this. Y'all are setting yourselves up. This is not it, me it, being cowboy fan right now. This oh, is me giving some some observations, dude. Look, if you think Jalen Hurts is playing at the MVP level like he was last year, I don't see it. I don't see it. I see Jalen Hurts as a guy who's late on his reads. I see Jalen Hurts as a guy who's looking to run first before he passes. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, seeing. he was leading the MVP race until last week. I mean, it's not like he I don't was think not he... leading the MVP race. Yeah, Dak Prescott's been the leader for like the last two weeks. Already. Cow- Cowboys fans, blue shades coming. This out is of not again. blue shades, dude. Look, Nick Bosa literally just told you what they did to to force him yeah, into well, the situation well, the Niners, last week. And what have the Niners have done? Done. What do you mean? What the Niners have done? They have the number one record in the NFC. Yeah, but they haven't done anything special. No, they haven't, but we're not talking about the end game. We're talking about what happened last week. Uh, it's a regular season game. And they put a pounding on Jalen Hurts, dude. They did. I, I Let's be the honest. Ni- the, Niners, the Niners at the front run, they're, they're a front-running team, man. You get the Niners in a close game and they falter and choke. We've seen that time and time again. All right. You can, you can believe that all you want, but I'm in agreement with Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa said some really, really good things right there. In terms of how to stop Jalen Hurts. And the Cowboys should have been watching film. And hopefully they did. And we'll see what happens tonight. 361-882-5397. All right. I mean, yeah. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree there. We can agree to disagree. But I want to know what the audience I, 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 I always, I always hate, oh, we found a blueprint. Blue. People have been saying that for years about other elite quarterbacks. Blueprint, blueprint, blueprint. The Eagles are a good enough organization to, to, to not let okay. one loss affect them. Jalen Hurts hasn't been no, playing th- the best th- football. This is a Cowboys fan praying on Jalen Hurts' down. You're praying on Jalen no, Hurts' downfall. I'm just telling you that he hasn't been playing the best football. I mean. Like, the Eagles' yeah. offense is not that outstanding, dude. They can't run the ball to save their lives. 
It's all Chuck plays. It's all throwing downfield oh, well, and hoping things okay, happen. Well, okay, one more thought. In terms of, one more thought. Because okay. look, it's Cowboys Eagles. This is the big. This is the big game. Today. I like how Niners fans and the team are saying this is what happens when we have Brock Curdy in as a quarterback. This is what would have happened. Okay, <laughs> it's y'all's fault that he got injured. Let's, y'all's O line couldn't block for crap. But let's be honest. Last week, Brock Purdy wasn't lighting up the world. Brock. Purdy had a lot of yards after catch. I, I don't I don't get the Brock Purdy MVP. There's a lot of weapons on that field. Like, I mean, he, he's playing great. He'll probably be like a pro bowler. Did but. you did you see last week when Debo Samuel and company were running 60-plus yards after the catch? Those are inflated passing numbers. Brock Purdy is like a pro bowler this year. I'll give him that. Okay. He's not the MVP. He's no, not an MVP, though. No, not yeah. even close to being the MVP. Dak Prescott has him by a mile, in my opinion. All right. Through 13 weeks of the NFL season. 12 teams have a winning record, 8 teams are at 500, and 12 teams have a losing record. That's a pretty balanced league, if you ask me. And look, I'm looking at the AFC, I'm looking at the NFC, in my opinion, the AFC's wide open. The Chiefs did not look great in Green Bay. I don't know, man. I don't have a good feeling about the Chiefs this year. How, how many times have we said that about the Pats? Like, uh, they look kind of beatable, and then they're always back in the AFC title game contending for Super okay. Bowls. And I, it, the it, Chiefs are going to be right back in their, that AFC title game again. Will they make the Super Bowl? Maybe. That's a coin flip. But it, they're still going to be in that AFC title game. And it's going to be it's gonna be a question of can you beat them in the playoff, right? Because, but but, but yeah, real quick. right now, the Chiefs are the three seed. They're right behind the Ravens, who are the two seed, and the Dolphins, who are the one seed. Now, if it holds out like this, the Chiefs will have to go on the road to get to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road game in the playoffs. That's a crazy stat, but he's never... These Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, they've never had to go on the road to win a game in the playoffs. And I know people will say, well, dude, they've been to the Super Bowl multiple times. There's something about going on the road and doing it, though. It's a different animal. They haven't been tested like that. And this year, they might have to be tested like that, which I'm saying I'm not that confident in the Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, it's not. It's kind of like the – I guess it's kind of like the Pats. It's just that – because I remember the Pats did not, would not, did not look as good on the road. Yeah. But they were hardly ever on the road because they always won, won and were always at home. You know what I'm saying? So it's like – Well, this year, that, this year might be different for the Chiefs. And then you talk about the Jaguars. They're the number four seed at eight and four, but – it's questionable if Trevor Lawrence is going to play today. That was kind of a bad – I mean, I know the Bengals, you know, they still have a good roster, yeah. you know, but that was kind of a bad loss. Bad loss, dude. Browning lit them up, bro. Yeah, he did. And it wasn't just like – it was an efficient – it was efficient yeah. light up the way Browning handled that Jaguars defense. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Burrow's still that dude, like, yeah. like but – Still, it's like it's like I think Browning might win himself a job, maybe in, possibly, in the offseason, possibly. But yeah, the my Jaguars stock is starting to slide a little bit. I'll tell you who could use a Browning, the Browns. You know, I mean, they're 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 trying to start Joe Flacco today. We'll see what happens. They're seven and five. The Colts are seven and five. The Texans are seven and five. Texans are the seventh seed and the last seed in the playoffs. The Colts too are winning games with Minshew. Minshew, Minshew I, should be a starting I, quarterback somewhere. Me and Alex have been on this chain for a while. Gardner Minshew deserves to be a starting quarterback somewhere. I, I think so. Like, who knows? With Anthony Richardson, he looked good, but who knows if those shoulder injuries are going to hold up. That's, that's always a big boo-boo. Let's look at the NFC. This is how the NFC playoff picture looks heading into week four. Well, 14, I should say. Eagles, one seed, 10-2. and two. Niners, two seed, 9-3. and three. 
Lions, three seed, nine and three. Falcons, four seed, six and six. Cowboys are the fifth seed at nine and three. And then the sixth seed is the Vikings at six and six. The Cowboys have a three-game lead over the Vikings in the sixth seed. The Cowboys pretty much have the fifth seed on lock. They'll play the they'll play the NFC South champion in the playoff on the road. Well, I mean, as of now, as now, of now, now the Cowboys actually figure out how to beat a good team, you know, like the Eagles uh, tonight. Then, then know. they might be in contention for the division and possible two seed. I got the Packers taking that Viking spot. Packers are the seventh seed at six and six. The I, Rams are six and six. They're the eighth seed. Got the Packers making the playoffs. I like what I saw out of Jordan Love. And look, Jordan Love's played some really damn good football it, these it past few him, weeks. It took him half a season to get going, but now he's getting going. And I and the way I watched him move in the pocket, very Aaron Rodgers early in his career reminiscent. Just the, you know, he's not going to, he's not like a runner, but he's very mobile in, in and out, in it's and out of the pocket. It's so like. strange how much he looks like Rodgers, the, yeah. the way he moves, the arm angles that he throws at sometimes, the throws on the run. I mean, I know it's, He's wearing the same color jersey that Rodgers wore for the majority of his career, but I really liked what I saw out of, I, I, I out think, of love. I think he he, he finally uh, – he, he's the guy now. He's the yeah, guy there. I yeah. think it's solidified, like, no, keep, now, keep going with him. Now, is, is he going to be MVP candidate yet? Well, that, we'll have to wait and see, but, but at it's least – It's a good story if the Packers make a- the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers' first year, it took him half a season to yeah. th- get things going. They barely missed the playoffs, and then – But know. right now, as it stands – after the Niners' dismantling of the Eagles last week, I think the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I mean, point blank, I just think they are. Dude, they put 42 up against the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, I have the, I still have the Niners winning the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, it's just that how they act is like you, you know, they're always picking a fight with people. You're they're very, always, you're very put off with their attitude. Yeah, it's just like at least, at least earn it on the field. Like, and, and what about that big dummy, big Dom? who got thrown out of the game last week, that Philadelphia scumbag got thrown out of the uh, game last week for touching Dre Greenlaw. That I, was out of line. I was on the side of the Niners on that one. I feel like Dre Greenlaw was like, who's this guy touching me? You know? Yeah, exactly. Now, Don't do that, dummy. I think he's, he's going to be suspended. Yeah, he's going to be suspended, not on the sidelines tonight, for the Eagles. And speaking of Cowboys and Eagles, let's yeah. take a break right here because coming up next, it's our official Cowboys versus Eagles scouting segment we scout the eagles we give you our biggest takes from the game and we'll give you some predictions keep it locked it's the sunday sports rush sunday sports rush news talk k-e-y-s james and aiden hanging with you coming up in 15 minutes we'll pick some nfl games for the week 14 slate alex weister will be giving us a call from the dfw dave campbell's texas football's own can't wait for that raul's in here on the text line 361-882-5397 raul says love the show thank you for raul for listening my guy we love hearing that stuff Appreciate y'all guys getting in this morning. Let us know where you're at. Give us some Cowboys and Eagles predictions. We still got 30 or about 45 minutes left with you. Cowboys, Eagles predictions. Hit us up on the text line, 361-882-5397. Adrian's in here. Adrian says, Cowboys dominate from the jump, 45 to 17. (laughs) Hertz does not finish the game after five sacks. (laughs) Bland with another pick six. Wow. 
Okay, that is a take. Speaking of that, let's talk some Cowboys and Eagles. Let's go. It's time to preview this game. Sunday Night Football, 720 kickoff tonight right here on News Talk KEYS, 1440 AM, 98.7 FM, pregame at 6 PM, postgame following the conclusion of the show. Cowboys are 9-3, Eagles are 10-2. A win for the Cowboys tonight would put them in first place momentarily in the NFC East. The last meeting took place on November the 5th, week 9. Philadelphia won 28-23. The injury report for both teams. Dallas Goddard is expected to play tonight for Philadelphia, the tight end. For the Cowboys, everybody's good to go. Tight end, Peyton Hendershot returns from the injured reserve list. So that's pretty awesome. Some numbers to know for Cowboys and Eagles. Dak Prescott has a 30-8 and career record against the NFC East. Since 2016, Prescott's 30 wins against the East are the second most wins against his division, trailing only the legendary Tom Brady with 31. The Cowboys have scored at least 40 points in five games in 2023, tied for the most 40-point games in a season in team history. That's pretty cool. Dak owns Philadelphia. Eight and four career record against the Philadelphia Eagles, which is pretty awesome if you ask me. I feel confident about this game tonight. Now, the Cowboys offense, one of the best in the NFL. They put up numbers up the yin-yang, people. This is how shockingly bad the Philadelphia defense is. They're weak. It's shocking. Here's some of the numbers for the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense is 29th in passing yards. They're 32nd in third downs. 32nd. That's last in the NFL in third downs. They cannot get off the field. Yeah. They're 29th in red zone. They give up points if you get to the red zone. They're 28th in explosive plays. They're 29th in points per drive. And they're 26th in turnovers. Those are bottom of the league numbers for this Eagles defense. They are not good. So I'm expecting an elite performance out of Dak if, if you feel like he's the uh, MVP. Okay, cool. Hey, Dak Prescott put 374 and three touchdowns yeah, on but, them last time. Yeah, but Guess what? It, it wasn't his fault they lost. I mean, they saw a chance to win the game and they blew it. Oh, yeah. If Terrence Steele could block anybody, yes, he gave up 12 pressures the last game. And that is a key tonight. Terrence Steele has to be able to handle the pass rush of the Eagles because the Eagles front, that line is their strength. Hassan Reddick, Graham, Sweat. Those guys are going to be coming for Dak Prescott, and they will be attacking Terrence Steele because Terrence Steele was a freaking sieve, a saloon door the last game. He sure was. 12 pressures given up, multiple sacks given up. But the Cowboys can have their way with this defense, and Dak Prescott already showed he could in that first game. And now they're at home. So we'll see what happens where the Cowboys have a 14-game winning streak. The Cowboys are first in points per game at 32.3. They're fifth in yards per game at 380. And they're first in 10 play drives. The Cowboys put together long, sustained drives. And and Aiden, you mentioned this about Mike McCarthy. That's That's a credit to Mike McCarthy for scheming together and putting together some long drives that lets their defense rest up. So some some big things to look at tonight, Aiden. What are you looking at in this Eagles Cowboys matchup? I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at a very close game. I I think Jalen Hurts is gonna play better than what 
what you think, like, oh, we found the blueprint to be him. He's an elite quarterback. He's not. It, Don't just, throw around the word elite. Yeah. Uh, uh, now you're doing it again. No, I'm just He's saying. He's an elite quarterback in the league. He's elite. Okay. Had the defense not sold, he wouldn't be a Super Bowl champion right now. So he's Patrick Mahomes elite. I'm not saying he's Patrick. Nobody's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Like, so, but he's he's he's, in the, he's like with Burrow. He's 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 interesting. Okay. No. That, okay. Go ahead. Go Jalen Hurst would be a Super Bowl champion had the Eagles defense got a stop. Oh wow. The, yeah. The Eagles defense that's so bad. Yeah. Yes. That's why the Eagles are not gonna go where y'all think they're going this year because that Eagles defense is so poor. And that's a legitimate criticism, no, dude. I mean, that doesn't take away the fact that Jalen Hurts is elite quarterback. He is. Okay. Look. You might say I, I've elite. Seen, I've you seen might Ju- say elite. I've seen Drew. That's Bre- fine. I've seen Drew Brees with a lot with a lot of bad defenses over the years. Blow games. It, it, was he not an elite quarterback? He he pretty what he pretty sure he was. Same thing. Peyton Manning had a lot of bad defenses in, in Indianapolis. Here's something. So was that, an elite quarterback. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, I'll give you that. Take Jalen Hurts is elite. There's E L I T E elite. I know it hurts Cowboys fans hearing that, but that's the truth. He's gonna be a thorn in your side no matter what. We shall see tonight if he is that elite or not. All right. Since week eight, the Eagles defense has played 362 snaps, which is easily the most in the NFL for the five games they have played since then. The average NFL defense during that span is at 289 and some teams are at 250. Eagles defense is tired. Like I was mentioning last week, those boys are worn out. Terrence Steele is going to need to have a big game against Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, and Josh Sweat all had their way with Steele. How can Dallas slow up that pass rush? The Eagles will be trying to attack them all night. When the Eagles have the ball, Dallas must prove what happened against the Seahawks won't be duplicated versus the Eagles. The Eagles just saw the blueprint from the Seahawks on how to attack that Dallas secondary. Dallas has to shore that up because A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and the returning Dallas Goddard, they could have a big game if that Cowboys secondary is not where it's at. For the Cowboys... You cannot let Jalen escape the pocket. You cannot let him make plays with his feet. He is a dangerous man. Jalen Hurts, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 12 rushing touchdowns. Yes, dynamic. Yes, hell of a player. You've got to make sure he cannot beat you with his feet, and I think that is a fair take. Prediction, Aiden Ducker. Give me, because I've had this all year. I, I like to stick with my my beginning season predictions. I did have the Eagles as a wild card, the number one wild card. I did have the Cowboys as number two seed. They would have to win this game in order to do so. Give me the Cowboys 30, Eagles 27. Wow! I think I think Dak step I think Dak steps up. They get a field goal to end the game. I think Jalen Hurts plays well. He's gonna he's 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 gonna be he's gonna play a good game. He's gonna have a good game. So, oh my yeah. god! I cannot believe you picked the Cowboys. Well, it's time for me to give my prediction. Aiden has 30 to 27 Cowboys. I have the Cowboys with the same mark, Aiden. Cowboys 30, Eagles 23. It's a touchdown game. I think the Cowboys defense comes up with a crucial turnover in the fourth quarter at some point. And I think Dak Prescott continues his hot streak against this very poor Eagles defense. Give me Dak Prescott with three touchdown passes, about 320 yards through the air. I like it. I'm confident tonight. I think the Cowboys can beat the Eagles. I think the Cowboys will beat this Eagles team that is reeling from that San Francisco loss. Get your takes in here on the text line. Who wins tonight, Cowboys or Eagles? 361-882-5397. Text us right now your predictions.
Coming up next, Alex Weister's on the line. We pick some NFL games. It's the Sunday Sports Rush. Keep it locked. Sports Rush, episode 143. James Espinosa and Aiden Ducker with you. We just had our big Cowboys and Eagles segment where we made our predictions for tonight's big game. You want a prediction? I got a prediction for you right here. Santa Claus is coming to town. The big guy himself is coming right here to Corpus Christi thanks to our friends over at Crossroads Clinical Research. Santa will be here from 5.30 to 7.30 on December the 19th at the Crossroads location on 1010 Ohio. Some come, some come get your picture with Santa. Go sit on his lap. Get your picture with him. And thanks to our friends, you can learn about how you can make some extra money this holiday season with Jerry Plemons and Crossroads. Hit up Jerry Plemons at 361-288-4668 for more info. Santa coming to town December the 19th, Crossroads location on 1010 Ohio. Thank you to Crossroads Clinical Research for sponsoring the show. All right, got some quick Cowboys predictions in here before we get Alex Weister on. Edwards says Cowboys 29, Eagles 17. Tomasina says Cowboys are going to win. I'll say the score is going to be really close, 27 to 24. Bill Denton, our good friend Bill's in here. Shout out to Bill of Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Aransas Pass. Bill Denton says this is much more complete Cowboys team than we saw in week nine. Cowboys 34, Eagles 24. And with that being said, it's time to make some NFL picks. Coming on the line, we got Lone Star Emmy Sports Award winner, UNT Zone, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Zone, and Texan Live's own. It is Alex Weister. Good morning, Alex. What's up, boys? I hear I'm going to be here for an extended stay this morning for a little bit of an extra segment. That is correct. You will be with us for the duration of the show. Going to talk a little bit of Texas high school football here in the upcoming moments. But right now, Alex, we made our Cowboys predictions. I got yes. Cowboys winning 30-23. to 23. Marcos has the Eagles actually winning 33-27. to 27. And Aiden has the Cowboys winning 30-27. to 27. We'll start right there. Who do you have tonight between Cowboys and Eagles? I'm going to take the Eagles 31 to 24. We all have it around the same range. I think it's going to be a close game. Both teams are going to score a decent amount, but I'm going to have the Eagles slightly. All righty. So you're going I, Eagles. I want to put an upset on it. No. Because the Cowboys are a slight, slight favorite at three and a half points tonight. So no upset for you. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's hit the music and let's get some NFL picks going for week number 14. Here on the Sunday Sports Rush, the standings are as follows. Marcos is in the lead with 74 wins. Aiden, you're in second place with 68. I am in third place with 63. And Alex, you got 62 wins. Aiden went 5-3 and three last week. Alex went 4-4. Four and four. Marcos went 5-3. and three, And I went 4-4. Four and four. So a little bit of a 500-ish week for all of us around yeah. these parts. Let's start with our first game. We got Colts at Bengals. The Colts are 7-5. and five. They're led by Garner Minshew. They're on the road at the Bengals, who are 6-6, six and six, led by Jake Browning, who tore up the Jacksonville Jaguars on Monday Night Football. The Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll give this one to you first, Alex Weister. Who do you got? 
You know what? I'm going to come out swinging. I'm going to take the Colts as my upset pick. Oh, he did it. Ah. Colts with the upset. Colts with the upset. You're feeling Gardner, aren't you? Yes. I, I, I mean, it's Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania. I've said I love that guy so many different times. I like Zach Moss taking in for Jonathan Taylor. Yes, the Bengals had an impressive win. I think that's going to be probably Jake Browning's best game of the season. I like the Colts in this one. All righty, Aiden, uh, who do you got? Ah, uh, man, took it right underneath, right from me, man. Uh, got to go with the Colts. Oh. I, 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 I picked against them quite a bit, and they've kind of bit me in the rear when I pick every time I pick against them. So I'm going to pick for them. I think the Bengals are going to come up. They're coming off a. Uh, a win on a high. I know it's at home, but I, I'm buying into the Minshew Mania hype. I think Steichen has done a great job coaching this team. <laughs> yes, he has. I think so, too. Look, and I'm going to be fair with you. James. I, I'm going to go ahead and add on to that. I'm going to go Colts as well. I, I like the Colts. I like Shane Steichen. I like Gardner. They, they had a very gutty win last week in Tennessee. I mean, this team is just finding ways to win, and right now they're in a playoff chase. They're in the playoffs. They got to keep winning. This is prime for them to go into Cincinnati and get a win. Give me the Colts. Next game up, Jaguars at Browns. It just came out this morning that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. The Jags are 8-4. and four. They're at the Browns, who are 7-5. and five. The Browns are starting Joe Flacco. The Browns are 2 Point favorites in Cleveland. Aiden's raising his hand. I think I know what he's doing. Yeah, Go ahead, Aiden. This is this is my backup if Alex if if the Colts were taken. So give me the Jaguars as my upset in this one. Okay, you're going Jags. Are you comfortable with Trevor, man? He got folded up pretty nice this last game, dude. It didn't I, look good. It doesn't look good, but the Jaguars are coming off a loss. I think they're gonna play better. The Browns at. I, m m the stock is going down. The Browns. I feel like the injuries are finally <laughs> injuries are finally catching up with the Browns. I I, I think they're not as good as the record says they are. Okay. The, that defense is very overrated. They look good against bad quarterbacks, but put an elite quarterback in there and they look like poo poo. Even at a let's say Alex Weister, a seventy five percent to eighty percent healthy Trevor Lawrence. How are you leaning between Jags and Browns, Alex? I'm going to completely fade the Jags this week. I am just absolutely bewildered why they are starting Trevor Lawrence. It is a high ankle sprain. It's not an ankle tweak. The man's not going to be able to run. I, I don't know why they're starting him. I'm going to take the Browns in this one. I, I'm going to agree with you, man. I'm, I'm very wary to pick against Trev and the Jags because I'm, I'm confident in that team. I think they do have AFC title uh, contention on their resume. But, man, he's banged up. And, and look, Miles Garrett and company, that defense can put a pass rush on you. I think they're going to do just that, and I think the Browns' defense is going to be the difference today. Give me the Browns at home. Next game up, we got the Rams at the Ravens. The Rams are resurgent. They're 6-6. Six and six. The Ravens are at home. They're 9-3. and three. I know Baltimore is a 7.5-point favorite. Is anybody willing to take the Rams on the road against the Ravens? Go ahead, Aiden. No. Like, not at all. No. Give me the Ravens in this one. The Rams have been playing better since Stafford uh, since Stafford got healthy again. Give them that. But I feel like the Ravens are just going to have their way with the Rams today. Are the Ravens the best team in the AFC, Alex Weister? What do you think about this one? I think it's a close one. I think you can definitely make the argument. I like how they've played. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on this 
on this game, James, before I say anything. Okay, cool. So my thoughts on this game are this. Um, I do like the Rams. They've been playing a lot pesky, and you got to give credit to, of course, Sean McVay and, and what Matthew Stafford and them have been able to do in this short month or so. And, and they're, in the, they're in the playoff hunt right now, man. You know, I'm impressed with them, but... In the end, I'm going to go with Ravens. I think the Ravens at home are going to be a little bit too strong. I really honestly feel that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC right now. I think they are yeah. the number one spot. I think I think when it's all said and done that the Super Bowl is going to go through Baltimore in an AFC title game. So I'm going to go Ravens with this well one. Said. I'm going to go Ravens with this one. What do you got? I was hoping that somebody would bite on the Rams because I did have a piece of information that was sort of going to give me the upper hand here. I've been keeping an eye on pretty much everything all morning and um it is an absolute downpour in baltimore currently oh and, that might play and a big factor down to a matchup with the ravens if it is a downpour in baltimore i'm going to be taking the ravens in that game 10 out of 10 times that plays into their hand absolutely beautifully yeah the ravens are going to want to they're just one of those gritty physical you know all weather type of teams run game i mean i can see lamar getting some pretty good chunk yardage in the rain, not too much passing, which plays against the Rams. So you're right about that, Alex. We're moving on, and this one is actually sneaky competitive. We got the Vikings 6-6 six and six at the Raiders 5-7. and seven. This one is in Vegas. Vikings are trying to hang on to that last playoff spot. They're in a battle with the Packers right now for the 6-7 and seventh seed in the NFC. Raiders are trying to just hang on in there, man. They've been playing a little bit better as of late. It's in Vegas, and the Vikings are a three-point road favorite. Aiden Ducker, you're first. Uh, give me the the Raiders in this one. Right? Raiders at home? I don't know, man. Ra Raiders are coming off a uh, – are the Vikings coming off a bye too? Yes. Okay, they're yeah. both coming off a bye. I think the Raiders – I'm going to give them uh, the home edge. My Josh Dobbs stock is, is, is down now. That was just a very – just that was <sighs> an ugly-looking game against the Bears, man. It kind of was, man. I know yeah. we, we were pretty high on the Pastronaut here on this show, and I know Alex Weister was pretty high on the Pastronaut, Josh Dobbs, as well. Alex, are you still there with Josh Dobbs and the Vikings, or are you going Raiders? Last time I checked, one game doesn't sink a complete career for a quarterback, and I got one thing to say. Mama, there goes that man. Who is going to stop <laughs> Justin Jefferson? He is back. Oh, full swing, 100%. No one on that Raiders defense is going to be able to stop him. I got him with a big game, his first game back for the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. I am curious how Dobbs looks with a healthy Justin Jefferson. That is a big factor, and he's coming back at the right time for the playoff stretch, the playoff push. With that being said, I'm going Vikings as well. Definitely so. Aiden... You picked Raiders. You're still going to keep that? Yeah, you know, I'll still keep it. All right. Y'all you know, are, are below me for a reason, so I can't pick too closely also. We got two games left. Let's go with Bills at Chiefs. Bills at Chiefs, 325. Bills are 6-6. Six and six. Chiefs are 8-4. and four. Bills need to try to fight back into this playoff picture. The Chiefs are coming off of a loss on Sunday night to the upstart Packers in Green Bay. The Chiefs are only a one-point favorite in Arrowhead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one first, guys. Bills, upset pick for me. I'm going Bills on the road. Josh Allen has a big game. I'm a little bit down on the Chiefs. I'm a little bit down on that offense. They are suspect in that regard, 
They're only a one-point favorite. Vegas is trying to tell us something here. This is essentially a coin toss. Give me the Bills as my upset pick over the Chiefs. Alex, what do you got? I agree. It's, it's hard to pick the Chiefs right now, but with the way things have shaken up for them, they know what is at stake. They know what they have to do. This is a massive game for them. I think they're going to come out ready. I think the receivers are going to have to tighten up a little bit. I'm going to have to take the Chiefs in this one in a bounce back game. All righty, fair take. Aiden. Give me, give me the Chiefs in this one, and I'm pretty confident in this one. You think so? Chiefs are coming off a loss. Always pick an elite team coming off a loss, and the Chiefs are the elite yep. of the elite. Which uh, terrorist attack do you think Sean McDermott's going to try to inspire and, the and, Bills and, with? And today? here's the thing: not only, not only does Sean McDermott have an admiration for Al Qaeda, but um, you also have the Von Miller stuff. Do you, too. Think, do you think Sean McDermott's going to go Oklahoma City bombing today? No, 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 no. Or Pearl Harbor. Now, that's pretty bad of Sean McDermott. It was. Man. It was very. That that's that's pretty rough. You had the Bills dealing with that, and then the Von Miller stuff too. Oh, that's, that has God. an effect too. Yeah, the Bills are kind of wild, bro. Bills. I, I see. This is Sean McDermott's last season. As a head coach, the Chiefs are going to make a statement. You know. There the we team, go. I got Chiefs by ten. Last game. This one's also competitive. Broncos six and six at the Chargers five and seven. The Chargers are three-point home favorites, but you already know that stadium's going to be packed with Bronco Orange in Los Angeles. Who do you got in this one, Alex? Call me crazy, boys, but the Chargers suck. <laughs> <laughs> they are horrible. They're not good. They are. Um, it's tough to pick them. I think this is going to be one of those weeks where the Chargers just absolutely fold. I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. I'm going Broncos as well. Broncos country, let's ride. I like the way they've been playing. I know they lost recently, but give me the Broncos. Who do you got, Aiden? Give me the Chargers in this one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I just, they're, I don't know. They're both going to be, they're both not making the playoffs. Let's just get that out of the way. But I, give me the Chargers in this one. I I don't know. They're both pretty mid to to poor. This is a mid-off, possibly. Yeah. Possibly a mid-off, but I think the Broncos are slightly better than mid. So I'm going to pick them to win. I got, I, I got I Russ know. having a big game today. I do, at least. And that's going to wrap. Give me charges, yeah. All righty, there we go. That wraps up our NFL pick em. What was Marcos's upset? Marcos's upset is Broncos. Oh, okay. Broncos so over Chargers. Broncos. Okay. So we all have different upsets. Aiden has the Jags. Alex has the Colts. I have the Bills. Marcos has the Broncos. Those are our upset specials today. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some quick Texas high school football. Alex Weister will remain on the line. So keep it locked. One more segment of the Sunday Sports Rush. Sunday Sports Rush, we're back. Last segment with you. Alex Weister is on the line. We're going to talk some Texas high school football. Alex Weister, go ahead and jump right back in, man. We're yeah, here. I mean, I've become somewhat of a Texas high school football nerd, as you guys know. <laughs> Let's start with uh, 6A Division One. Yes. Ch- state championship next week is going to be Duncanville against Galena Park North Shore. This is the fifth time that they are meeting. And is it the fifth time? Is this five years in a row? Or is this just the fifth time total? This is the fifth time they've met up in the last six years. Okay, there we go. And, you know, Duncanville has won one of those. I believe Duncanville finally got through last year. That was the big story last year. Defending champions. Who? I mean, how do you you feel about this one? 
I mean, it's probably the most boring out of all the state championships that we have. I mean, we've seen this time after time. North Shore, they have been rolling. The one game that does worry me is the game that Duncanville had versus DeSoto. Mm. They looked discombobulated. DeSoto looked like the better team. And you were there for they that one. They were not as highly ranked. I, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go with North Shore in this one, to be honest. I think it's going to be a close one. The last couple have been close. Yeah. I think North Shore gets it 24-17 to 17 in this game. I think North Shore wins also. I, they're, they're stacked, you know, just kind of keeping up with them all year. I got North Shore. Aiden, who do you got? North Shore or Duncanville? I got Duncanville on this one. Ooh. I'm trying to find the halftime uh, thing. Let me just, I'll play this. Though. That's all good. Just play something. All right, cool. So we are going north. Uh, We're all going north shore. Just turn that down a tad. Uh, the reason why I got Duncanville is just they've been playing a lot better in the playoffs and they had that bad game against the show in the regular season. Very but true. uh but uh, North Shore kinda kinda limped by Westlake. I know Westlake's a uh, Tough stout. game. Tough game. Uh but gimme give gimme give Duncanville on this one. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's go on to 6AD2. DeSoto 14 and 0 versus Humble Summer Creek at 14 and 1. This is the 7 p.m. game on Saturday night at yes. Jerry World. Um, Weister, thoughts? DeSoto, two-time champs. They are the defending champions despite the turnovers. DeSoto still beats South Lake Carroll. Uh, this is the first state finalist for Humble ISD as talked about by Greg Tepper and Matt Stepp. It's great for them. That's fantastic. I mean, this is it's a great run from Summer Creek. They've had a fantastic playoff run. It's just sad that they're running into an absolute brick wall in DeSoto. I mean, I've watched this team in person twice. Yes. The talent is just immense across the board. DeSoto has that think, running back named Tiger. It, they're just such a good team. I think Summer Creek is going to keep it relatively close. At least I would hope so. Yeah. But in the end, I think DeSoto is going to end up winning this Give one. Give me DeSoto as well. I, I think the I think the Eagles are going to fly in this one. I think DeSoto is the best team in the entire state no matter what. In all classifications. Yeah. Well, pound they, for pound. Yeah, pound for pound. Wow. And uh, I think DeSoto, I think the DeSoto Southlake game was the de facto state title game. Much respect to Humble Summer Creek for making it there, but this DeSoto team's a junker down. Humble Summer Summer Creek did get by Cibolo Steel and yeah. uh, you know, a pretty tough contest right there. So we all got DeSoto. Let's move on now. To 5A Division One, you got Alito at 15 and 0 versus Smithson Valley at 14 and 1. It's gonna be Alito. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Do we all got Alito in this one, yeah. Alex Weiser? Give me your thoughts. It's, it's I mean, cut you, and dry. Give me yeah, your thoughts. I mean, Alito, 11-time champ in the last 25 years. The most. First time back for Smithson Valley since 04. Alito's gonna roll in this one. You think they're gonna roll? Atlanta has it, like I got it fifty one twenty eight. Ooh, they have like an LSU prospect. They mm. got what? What's the yep. other prospect they got? They got. I believe it's their quarterback. Interesting. So okay, I guess I'll go Alito. I, I'm kind of rooting for Smithson Valley though. Oh, we're all re- the whole Texas high school football uh, <laughs> world is rooting for Smithson Valley in this one. Let's move on to five yeah. A Division two. We got South Oak Cliff. Trying to go for a three peat. They're thirteen and yep. two, and they're playing Port Natchez Groves, who's fourteen and one. This is a rematch of last year's final yes, where is. South Oak Cliff won. Alex Weister, do you see much of the same, or does Port Natchez Groves finally get through? So South Oak Cliff had a great game against Lovejoy last year. They decided to come out this year and just absolutely skunk them. It was disgusting what South Oak Cliff did to Lovejoy. I'm going to take South Oak Cliff getting the 3 feet. Give me the Mecca 
and Sock, South yep. Oak Cliff. They're going to go with the three-peat, Aiden Tucker. I- I'm ready for Pornetta's girls, but give me South Oak Cliff. I just think they're too dominant of a team. Let's yeah. go to there, There's some uh, dynasty there. Let's go to 4A Division One. We have this in the championship game, game the Anna Coyotes, 14-1, versus Tyler Chapel Hill at 13-2. This is the 11 o'clock game on Friday at Jerry World. Alex, you keep on saying Anna's the team of destiny. Yep. What do you what do you think? This is my game, boys. The first appearance ever for Anna versus the two-time champions, Chapel Hill. This is Chapel Hill's first time back since 2012. And for Anna, this is their best shot to win it before moving up to 5A next season. And I'm going to say it. They're going to win it. Coyotes! I'm just saying it right now. I will mark it. I will stamp it. Anna is going to win the state championships this year. Go ahead, Aiden. They got Anna as well. They just, I mean, they kind of dominated Stephenville at times earlier in the playoffs. They dominated Decatur, who who they beat in the rematch. Give me Anna. In China Spring, too. Oh, yeah. You know what, man? It's, it's Anna, dude. A part of me wants to pick Tyler Chapel Hill, but, you know, I'm going to ride this wave. I'm going to ride this, uh, this, what seems to be almost destiny. I'm going with the Anna Coyotes. Let's go, baby. I'm, I'm picking them. In the 4A D1 championship. Let's go to 4A D2. We're probably only going to have enough time to pick this one. Let's go with. I want to at least get through this and get to 3A D1 so I can tell you my crazy note that I have on that game. Okay, Gilmer 12 and 3 versus Belleville 15 and 0. Who Gil- wins? Gilmer beat Carthage. Any team that beats Carthage, it's, is, Gilmer. It, it's Gilmer. I'm going Gilmer too. Gilmer. Even though Belleville has been very impressive, give me the Gilmer Buckeyes. All right, 3A D1, Alex Weister. So, um, let's go ahead and get through this. It's Malakoff versus Franklin. Yes. Great run by Malakoff. Um, they beat Brock. This is their second time in states ever. Franklin is back-to-back champs. And, boys, Franklin is absolutely drumming opponents. They yeah. have won every single game in the playoffs by 20-plus points. The only other Damn. team to do that this year is Duncanville. This team is drumming their opponents, and I think they're going to do it again. I got Franklin 52-38. to 38. I got Franklin as well. It's going to be a closer game than people realize, but Franklin's going to three-peat. I think I'm going to go with Franklin as well, guys. They're, they're just too strong. They're too powerful. Go ahead, Aiden. Real quick, in 3AD1, I got Gunner. They're, they're, Gunner's an elite team. Gunter yep. versus Tidehaven. Give me Gunter. 2A Division 2, I got. Note, interesting note for Tidehaven. This is they're back to the states for the first time since 1981. Crazy. When they were the co-champions. Nice co-champions. Give me to- give me a Timpson over Toller in two AD one. Timpson Bus is going to end with a state title, and then give me uh, yep. and the I other agree. one. Give me uh, Albany uh, beating Mart in the rematch of last year's state Ooh, title game. Give me Mart. I'm going Mart in this one. Both teams undefeated. You're going Albany. Yep. All right, there we go, Alex. We appreciate you being on, man. We're hitting the heart out, my guy. You have a good rest of your Sunday. You guys, too. All righty. Everybody who got in this morning, appreciate y'all guys texting in. Don't forget, Cowboys and Eagles tonight on Keys. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. Shout out to Crossroads Clinical Research for Aiden Ducker. Good job back there, man. I am James Espinosa. No more questions. We'll talk to you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free.
free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.